Hello and welcome to episode 6 of the Radio Omniglot podcast. My name is Simon Ager, and in this episode I will be talking about accents. What are they? Where do they come from? Is it possible to learn a foreign language with a native-like accent? And so on. First of all, let's look at some definitions of the word accent from a number of different sources. The Oxford dictionaries define an accent as a distinctive way of pronouncing a language, especially one associated with a particular country, area, or social class. The Merriam-Webster dictionary defines an accent as a way of speaking typical of a particular group of people, and especially of the natives or residents of a region. The Collins dictionary defines an accent as the characteristic mode of a pronunciation of a person or group, especially one that betrays social or geographical origin. Interesting use of the word betrays there. And Wikipedia defines an accent as a manner of pronunciation peculiar to a particular individual location or nation. Wikipedia also mentions that an accent can refer to the quality of voice, pronunciation, the distinction of vowels and consonants, stress, and prosody. Prosody is a linguistic term which refers to intonation, tone, stress, and rhythm of speech. Prosody can exist without words. For example, when babies and very young children are learning to speak, at first they can't articulate many sounds, but they imitate the prosody of the speech they hear around them. And it's also possible to demonstrate this with the kazoo. Here is a little exchange on the kazoo. See if you can work out what I'm saying here, with just a few short phrases. So now we have an idea of what an accent is and what kind of accents we're talking about. Let's think, where do they come from? How do they develop? Accents can develop in various ways. Language changes naturally over time. People in different areas might start pronouncing things in slightly different ways. And over time, these, these differences can build up and become distinctive regional accents. When people have to learn a new language, for example, when their own area or country or region is taken over by people who speak a different language, or they move to a different country, and then if they do so as adults, it's quite likely that they will end up speaking that new language with an accent, because they carry over aspects of their own native language into the new language, especially pronunciation. Their children who grew up as native speakers of the new language will not have such accents, or are less likely to have such accents. It is commonly thought that children can acquire a new language quickly and easily with a minimum of effort, that they can soak it up like a sponge, and that in no time they will be speaking it like natives. And this is often the case. But why? If a family moves to a new country or region where a different language is spoken, quite likely that their children will go to a local school and the other children there probably won't speak the native language of that family, so the children have to learn the new language in order to understand what's going on, to be able to talk to and understand the other children and the teachers, to do their homework and schoolwork, and there's also peer pressure for them to fit in. They don't want to stand out, to be picked on or bullied by the other children for sounding different, so they will do their best to learn the new language and to speak it with native accents. Adults are less likely to find themselves in such an immersion environment and therefore get less exposure to the new language and are less likely to learn it and speak it as well as their children do. 
Another way accents may develop is when people come together in one place from the many different regions, areas or countries. For example, in a big city like London or New York or Paris. And they are likely to speak in slightly different ways. They speak with different regional accents. They speak different languages. And new accents and forms of language can develop through their interactions. For example, in London, researchers from Lancaster University and Queen Mary University London have noticed a new accent and form of speech developing. They have dubbed it Multicultural London English, or MLE. It combines elements of traditional London accents, such as Cockney, and accents from other places, such as the West Indies, including Jamaica particularly, and also accents from India, Pakistan, Bangladesh, and from Africa, and from other places too. This has been labelled Jafakan, or fake Jamaican by some. However, it is not simply an imitation of the Jamaican accent. Now we have an idea of where accents come from and how they develop. Let us ask, does it matter if you speak a foreign language with a foreign accent? I would say, no. As long as you can communicate effectively and people can understand what you're saying, having an accent is not a problem. If you want to pass yourself off as a spy or as a local, then obviously you need to speak like the other people around you. But having an accent might actually be an asset, because people will realise you're a foreigner and they will make allowances for you. They will not expect you to know everything about the country where you are, all the customs and culture and history and everything. But if you sound like a native, then people might expect you to behave like a native and know the kind of things that most natives would probably know. So in fact, it might be an advantage not to have a native accent. And also, foreign accents may be considered charming or attractive. So if you do want to acquire a native-like accent in a foreign language, how do you go about it? Well, the first thing to do is decide which variety, which type of accent you want to acquire. It may be the way someone you admire speaks, a famous person, an actor, a singer, sports person or such like. It may be the standard accent for that language, if there is one. Because not all accents are perceived in the same way. Some may be seen as defective or provincial or in some ways uneducated. So it's best if you want to be perceived as educated and intelligent to go for a standard accent. In the UK, for example, this accent I'm using now is known as RP, or Received Pronunciation. I acquired this from my parents, and this is more or less standard English. It's not tied to any particular region. It grew from accents spoken in London, Oxford and Cambridge, and between there, in the south of England. But I actually grew up in Lancashire. More on that later. So when you know what kind of accent you want to acquire, what you need to do is listen as much as you can to people speaking with that accent. Find recordings, radio programs, TV, films, songs, podcasts, and whatever else you can come across. And try and mimic the way people are speaking. Pay attention to how they pronounce the individual letters, how the letters go together into words, how the words go together into sentences, the way they use intonation and stress and pitch, a prosody in other words. And listen, record your voice, compare it to the native speakers and try and work out how you differ from them and then try and adjust your voice so it sounds more like them. It's a bit like tuning a musical instrument. 
It also helps if you study a bit of phonetics and phonology. Then you can actually understand what is going on in your mouth when you pronounce different sounds. And you know what sounds you're aiming for, what your tongue and teeth and lips need to do in order to pronounce them. This is especially important for sounds that don't exist in your own language. Another way you could improve your accent is to read aloud. For example, if you have a novel and an audiobook in the language you're learning, you could listen to the audio while reading the text and try and read the text aloud along with the narrator, imitating the way they speak as, as much as you can. Or if you have another text and you have a tutor or native speaker who's willing to help you, you can read aloud to them, and then they read to you the way they would do it, and then you try and mimic them. I have done this exercise with friends on Skype, reading news articles. I would read a sentence, then they would read it, and I would try and read it the way they did to improve my pronunciation. Another thing that might help is to mimic the way native speakers of the language you're learning speak your language. For example, if you're a native speaker of English and you're learning French, then listen to how French people speak English, and you get an idea of the sounds and intonation and prosody of the French language. Et puis, quand tu parles français, ton accent est plus français, et pas anglais ou américain. There are probably other ways you could improve your accent and language that you're learning. So if you have any suggestions or ideas, please leave them in the comments on omnigot.com slash radio, where you can find notes about this episode and some videos explaining how to acquire a good accent in different languages. Now going back to my own accent, as I said, I grew up in Lancashire in the northwest of England, in a village called Silverdale, which has its own local dialect and accent, although very few people actually speak that anymore. Most of the people around me, my parents, my friends at school, the teachers, they all spoke fairly standard English with an RP accent, maybe with a bit of Lancashire flavour to it. The way I speak can vary depending on who I'm talking to. If I'm talking to someone who speaks with a different accent or with a different variety of English, I will subconsciously and consciously start speaking a bit like them and using words from their variety of English, if I happen to know them. This is known as linguistic accommodation, speech accommodation, communication accommodation, or simply accommodation in linguistics. I like to try out different kinds of English accents, and accents from other regions and countries as well, just to see if I can. I never do so to mock or deride people who speak with those accents. So, for example, some days I might speak Yorkshire, and I might even try to speak French with a Yorkshire accent. Well, that's not easy, I'm telling you. C'est pas facile pour moi parler français avec un accent de Yorkshire. Parce que normalement, j'essaie à le parler avec un accent français. I think that's all I have to say about accents for now. If you have any comments, you can leave them on omniglot.com slash radio. You can contact me at feedback at omniglot.com. And we will finish with a little song I wrote in French a few years ago called La Plume de ma Tante, My Aunt's Quill Pen. This phrase apparently was used in textbooks for English speakers learning French many years ago, and it was part of a little exchange which went, Où est la plume de ma tante? La plume de ma tante est sur le bureau de mon oncle, or something like that. Where is my aunt's quill? My aunt's quill is in my uncle's desk. So here we are, la plume de ma tante.
case you were wondering what I was saying through the kazoo earlier on, it was something like, hello, how are you? Fine, thanks. And you? Not bad. So, thank you for listening, and goodbye.